2: this is weekend perspective. I'm Kitty Dunn and today things are going to get a little spooky. A new book, Madison Ghosts and Legends is now out and it is a part of a series called Haunted America and Anna Lardnoy has joined us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. First of all, how did you you you're a former English teacher it says on your bio. How did you go from English teacher to spooky ghost enthusiast? Well,
1: it actually started when I was an English teacher. I would go on solo road trips for my spring break every year. And as a woman traveling by herself, sometimes it can be difficult to go out at night. And that's really when I discovered ghost tours. So I'd be in a different city every night. So I'd go on a different ghost tour every night. And it was such a fun way to explore the city. And it- History and hear spectacular tales, so I decided that I would um, create a ghost tour in Milwaukee because I just love them so much, and that is is really how this whole thing started.
2: And so, okay, so now you've you've written a few books about uh, ghosts in different places. Um, how did oh, yes. you come to start writing these books? Well actually the ghost tours came
1: first and the history press approached me to write a ghost um ghost story book of Milwaukee and I did and then I had a really wonderful
2: time doing that
1: and now I've written
2: 8 books amazing so let's talk about the ghosts Of Madison and some of the interesting spooky legends that we have. I had no idea that the University of Wisconsin had so many ghosts lurking around. Is it true Bascom Hill used to be a graveyard? Yes, and not just for the early
1: white settlers. Before the white settlers even came, it was a burial ground for indigenous people. So it has a long history of being a place to to lay the dead to rest. And it, it was apparently so good at that, that when they took all of the graves out, they missed a few.
2: They missed a few? Uh-oh. Oh,
1: well, you might know that they did find... Um, doing an excavation, some bodies, and decided that they would leave them there because they had been there for such a long time. And when you go to the Abraham Lincoln statue on Bascom Hill, you're going to see a little plaque. And that is the grave marker of these two early graves
2: that were never removed from the hill. So they're still there. Are they causing any trouble? Well, that's what they say. They say they make themselves known, especially in
1: photographs. If you take a photograph near the Abraham Lincoln statue, you may see an orb. You may see a shadowy figure. You may see a mist that can't be explained. And it's thought to be these two early settlers, Nelson and Warren, just making themselves known.
2: Just hanging out with old Abe. Why not? It's a great view of the city, right? (laughs) That's very true. That's very true. Anna Lardanoi is my guest and she is talking about her book, Madison, Ghosts and Legends. Now, Bascom Hill isn't the only haunted place on campus. What else you got?
1: Well, I definitely love the story of Camp Randall. So Camp Randall, everyone's jumping around. We're having a great time. It's Bucky's fifth quarter. But they say if you sneak out a little early, you may catch some apparitions. Now, you probably know it's called Camp Randall because it was used as a military base during the Civil War, but at a certain point, it was used to keep the southern prisoners of war, and the conditions there were terrible, and not because the people who are running it were terrible, but just Things were kind of terrible during the Civil War. And 140 men died on that ground. Now, they're buried in a mass grave in Madison, but they say their spirits continue to linger there. And many a tailgater has claimed, and I'm hoping before the shots really kick in, <laughs> that they have seen apparitions in tattered um rebel uniforms. Really?
2: Area. Yeah. So just like lingering around the stadium? L- lingering
1: around the stadium, but it's not a stadium to them. It's, it's their prisoner of war camp. And it's where their lives ended. And they never got to go home to their families.
2: And perhaps all that unfinished business keeps them there. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The book is called Madison Ghosts and Legends, and I'm talking to Anna Lardinoy. And now the library, I believe, has a ghost and Science Hall. There are some more ghosts on campus as well. Oh, yes. So Science Hall probably is the most famously haunted of the buildings,
1: but it has so much legend and lore with it. It's hard to know what's real and what's not. Um, you might know that there have been lots and lots of of tales of the bodies that were used there by students being mishandled. And some people think that that it is what is drawing the spirits there. Other people say, well, maybe it's some of the uh, misplaced body parts that continue to be found in the building. Mm. They had a there's so many rumors about this that they, they've had people come in to try to do um, spiritual hunting. Some people have been successful and others haven't. To me, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because I, I don't think ghosts are working on our same timeline. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, the, but the legend may be stronger than the events that happen in the building, but since this book has come out there are many people who have approached me and said yes i have experienced things in that building that sinister looking building especially when i've been alone
2: and that that building and, is so old you know it's been there a very long time so there's been a, there's a lot of history that goes along with it
1: there is a lot of history it was completed in 1888 and it has it's had a long rich life and apparently some of those former occupants or those ones that, that came already dead may still linger in that building. And they can be experienced by hearing these footsteps that are echoing in completely empty hallways, little
2: glimpses of shadows that pass on a wall. All and right, if I can't, you believe, oh, go I, ahead, I can't decide if I like want to go there and try to find them or if I never want to go there ever again. <laughs> now what about well, m-
1: ghost that, oh I think that there's a ghost that you probably might want to go visit really? Because, well um, I guess Madison ghosts are just like Madison residents and they do love a cocktail <laughs> okay and uh, one of the more famously haunted bars in town is the Ohio Tavern which you probably know is one of the oldest taverns in the area and the former owner claimed that a lot of supernatural experiences happened in that bar. I reached out to the new owners when I was writing this book, but unfortunately they were not interested in commenting on the ghosts that may or may not be in the bar. Hmm. But the most famous of these ghosts is one that people affectionately call Ollie. Ollie is sometimes seen as a apparition wearing some coveralls and he has a very favorite bar stool. Now, I I love that he loves an old-style beer and his favorite bar stool is the second from the end of the bar. So it's his spot and he just lets people know sometimes by swiveling that chair around
2: and letting people know that's my spot so does so if i were sitting on that chair and i fell off the bar stool not that that would ever happen to me i could blame it on ollie you could blame it on ollie you could blame it on on whatever you've been served (laughs) all right well it's good to have that in my back pocket though (laughs) Yeah, I never know when you might uh, need something like that. Uh, the book right. is called Madison, Ghosts and Legends. It's part of the Haunted America series, and I'm talking with Anna Lardnoy. And uh, before I let you go, Sanatorium Hill. Now, this is a place I've heard about for a long time that it's haunted and scary. It's on the north side of Madison. Tell me about that.
1: Well, it's it's
2: probably one of the most
1: controversial Sites in the book. In fact, my little title is "Haunts on the Hill?" Question mark because there is so much hot debate on whether this place just has a scary reputation or it is genuinely haunted. Now, people who live in the neighborhood poo-poo it. Really, and in fact, some of them are offended by it because their loved ones are you know buried nearby, and um, they think that people misunderstand the history of that building. But there are so many accounts that people claim have happened to them of being chased through those woods, pursued in, in dangerous ways. So
2: it's hard to know what to believe. What's legend and what someone is, you know, what some really happened and what someone's just making up because they like a good story. Right. And then there's also people that are just like me, suggestible. <laughs> i have to really
1: think am i having a supernatural experience or is this a just a series of unconnected events that i have tied together because i love it so those, those i have to keep that in mind when i'm doing uh spirit writing i sometimes think oh these spirits are trying to contact me they're trying to connect with me and and sometimes that is probably true and other times i think that that is me being incredibly suggestible.
2: So my next question was, you like to write about ghosts. Have you ever seen one or do you hope to? So you're not even sure if you've experienced something. Well, I I think I have all the time, but (laughs) am I open to people explaining away my experiences?
1: Absolutely. I I think um, one of my first experiences with ghosts was when I um, was on a ghost tour in Asheville, North Carolina. And I know that I saw a spirit on that tour. And the spirit let me know that what I was seeing was true because I I walked away from the site thinking, no one else is reacting to this. I am. it's, It's a shadow. It's something else. And so I walk away and wait for the rest of the group because I just had this feeling in the pit of my stomach that I shouldn't be there. And as I'm walking away thinking, oh, Anna, did you really even see that? The Spirit let me know I did, because I know the sound's made up, but as I am walking down the street, every streetlight I go under turns off, off, mm. off, as soon as I go under it. And so I'm standing in the dark, wondering, why did I separate myself from the group? But it turned out okay. <laughs> but there, there are little times like that. I was the writer-in-residence of the Sister Hotel for a year, and you probably have heard of that. It's Milwaukee's most famously haunted building and considered to be one of the most haunted in the state. And I spent most of my time there trying to get Sister Charles' sister to show himself to me. And? Well, I did get a lot of really interesting electrical things happening. The, the lamp on my desk was constantly a flicker. And sometimes I would feel a cool breeze. Did I see an apparition? No. But do I feel like he knew I was there and wanted to
2: see him? I do. So what is there like a ghostly place you've always wanted to visit that you hope to see someday? Absolutely. My dream destination is Salem. I just want to... Go
1: everywhere and, of course, spend the night at the Lizzie Borden house, which (laughs) is supposed to be nauseatingly full of spirits.
2: Oh Well, if you go there, you'll have to call and let us know what happens because that sounds fascinating.
1: I know. I think it will be fabulous. I know it will happen just a matter of curving out some spectacular time to do that
2: <laughs> the book is called madison ghosts and legends part of the haunted america series anna lardanoi is my guest where's the best place for people to get the book oh anywhere books are sold you'll find it okay great fantastic all right well thanks and happy uh happy hunting for ghosts and legends Well, I hope you have a spectacular Halloween. (laughs) Thank you so much. Again, the book is called Madison, Ghosts and Legends. Thank you for listening for Weekend Perspective. I'm Kitty Dunn.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours